Welcome to the This Is The Place podcast. I am Meg Walter. I am on Zoom with Chris Raw. We are once again doing this visually for some reason. Hey, Chris, how are you? We are doing fantastic and we are doing this visually because we're both incredibly attractive people and we are giving everyone what they want, which is our beautiful faces, right? Are you watching Mad Men? No, but it is the best show of all time. And so I figured I would also represent it, you know, best show, attractive person, Aaron Rodgers in the background, another very attractive person, Meg, also attractive person. We have four things that are phenomenal. What's in your background? I feel like you're making fun of me. (laughs) I did my hair. No, I'm not making fun of you at all. I'm saying I'm genuinely touting both of our looks. All right. Um, Aaron Rodgers. He is an attractive person. Is he still dating Olivia Munn? Um, or did that end a while ago? Oh, no. It's, uh, he's with Danica Patrick now. Oh, that's right. His you brother, should know. I should know. His brother, Jordan, is still with JoJo from their season of The Bachelorette a long time ago. So between me with Aaron Rodgers and you with Jordan Rodgers, I'll bet we could give pretty in-depth synopsises, synopsises of the Rodgers synopsis. family. Synopsis. Yeah, I mean, is I do you know is Aaron still not on good terms with his family? Oh no. Really? Oh, no. Is it because they like all wanted to leech off his fame? It's because he has the most incredible arm that football has ever seen and his own family didn't even know how to react to it. Mm. I love taking Aaron Rodgers' side in a family struggle that I know nothing about. That's kind so of So you what really you don't know anything about it. No, no. Because from Jordan's side, it was like, yeah, he became famous and then he just didn't want anything to do with us anymore. Yeah. You know how I get when it comes to drama? Anytime anybody starts telling it to me, I'm just like, you're, you're both probably wrong. Both sides are wrong. I'm, I'm not, I don't like either side here. I don't trust any human who has ever appeared on a Bachelor franchise. So I'm sure there's a lot more to the story. And <laughs> if I had to bet, I would say that Jordan and perhaps the entire Rogers family was just asking too much of their famous and talented son and brother. I also trust nobody who's ever been on The Bachelor or anybody who watches it. So apologies to you. Uh, The bigger issue is, isn't it super cool to have a beef with your legitimate family and then just talk about it to everybody? Like if you hated your mom and you just were always talking about it, I'd be like, Meg, why don't you just go talk to your mom about it? I was just, it's nothing, okay, did you see uh, the New York Times ran this story, like, is Ronan Farrow all he's cracked up to be, and it's from, like, this no-name editorialist, and it's like, you're clearly very jealous of Ronan Farrow, like, the whole reason you wrote this is because you are seeping with jealousy that you're not Ronan Farrow, and Ronan Farrow is handsome and successful and wrote a book that sold millions of copies and it's kind of like anytime Jordan talked about Aaron on the show and how what a jerk Aaron is it's like well yeah because you wished you were Aaron like this is you projecting the the only thing I know about him is both of their football careers and when I see a quarterback who just played at Vanderbilt bash on the most talented quarterback I've ever watched I'm like "Eh, I don't like this I'm not into it yeah Meg, I want more of your sports thoughts today. Uh, I came prepared <laughs> with a lot of topics. So number two, let's talk about uh, Boyan Bogdanovich's injury. What are your thoughts? What happened? <laughs> uh, he just hurt his wrist, so he's out for the year. But what does well, that even it, mean in today's day and age? Isn't everyone out for the year? Yeah, I'm out for the year. You're out for the year. My wrist is probably hurt. What's your injury? How did he injure his wrist right now? Was it like practice? 
No, he injured it before when they were playing, and he just didn't get oh. surgery on it. So now apparently they determined now. Is I mean, if you're going to get surgery, get surgery now, right? Meg, now I have ice hockey questions for you. The Colorado Avalanche season was cut short. Uh, what would you like to see when they come back? Ice. Some <laughs> hockey. One of these days we'll have a podcast where you can just ask me bachelor questions and it'll be the payback for all the time that I try to suck you into anything sports. Fair. I learned how to play pickleball over the weekend. Have you ever played pickleball? Oh, no, but I've heard great things about it. I'm proud of you. It's fun. It's like tennis for people who aren't athletic. <laughs> right up your alley based Perfect. on based on the things I've heard about your athletic past. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some Utah news. So this podcast, I mean, we started it however long ago. It's been years. I mean, this is probably the longest running podcast in Utah and possibly the entire world. We'll just go with both of those things. Yeah, yeah that both but are factual. When we started, we didn't really have a direction and we kind of have less of a direction now. So that really isn't working as much <laughs> as, as I wanted to, as I was saying it. Um, but what we didn't realize at the, at the time was this podcast would kind of turn into a examination of how the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, and so there's just always these reoccurring stories that they won't go away. Yeah. I'll hear about them and we talk about them on air. We have a grand laugh. We move on six months later, stories back in a slightly warped form. And we're going, how is this even possible? So today's stories, <laughs> they're from the past. They won't Good. go away. Okay. Good. And we've got some all-stars. We've got some all-stars and we're going to start in what is now turned into the number, I'll call it the number one controversy in the state of Utah. And yes, indeed, the entire world. Let's ignore the entire pandemic and just concentrate on a five-year-old who tried to drive on the freeway at 30 miles an hour. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, the last time we were on air, we discussed the story. Uh, you know, kid wanted to go buy a Lamborghini in California and he took his parents' cars or took his parents' car. He was five years old and he tried to drive there and he got pulled over. And that was the story, right? Now we have gotten to the interesting place of any story, which is the backlash, then the backlash, the backlash, and now it's a war of things, right? So after this story happens, um, he goes on a Lamborghini ride with just some guy, you know? He reaches yeah. out, like, hey, I'll give this kid a ride. This I, think it was, I think it was Brandon Fugel. Oh, is that who? Well, it's somebody, apparently there was somebody else who also did it. I think, we'll get to. Yeah. There's, someone, there's a different name who is quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune. Oh, really? Uh-huh. But I can't get... Brandon Fugel owns, I, for some reason, I thought it was him. And you know, Brandon Fugel, whose name is on like every building uh, that you see on I-15. He's also the owner of Sherman Ranch, where all that weird alien activity has purportedly happened. Oh, mutilated let's, cattle. Let's just take a quick sidebar. Uh, what is Sherman Ranch? Why is there Sherman mutilated cattle and what's going on in the world? Yeah, so the History Channel did like a deep dive and Vice has done a series of stories about it. But there's like, there's reportings of like very weird injuries to cows and not like wolves attack the cows, but like very deliberate, precise mutilation of cattle at Sherman Ranch. So people think it's UFO activity. Isn't it substantially more alarming if the mutilation is human based? Am I missing something? Oh, yeah. Let's hope it's aliens. Let's hope yeah. there's not some psycho out there, like, precisely carving up cattle. Like, if aliens were coming and specifically mutilating certain things, I'd be like, well, that's, I mean, it's probably what aliens do. If it's the alternative, I'm, I'm not going to feel great about it, you know? If it's you yeah. going out yeah. there, Meg, mutilating cows, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be on your side. 
That reminds me. Do you, so I'm listening to this podcast that's like breaking down scary movies and there's different kinds of fear, right? There's like demonic possession. There's like home invasion and there's like monster movies and there's like aliens. What scares you the most? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't watch enough scary movies. Do you not like scary movies? No, they're bad. They're too bad. What scares me isn't a genuinely bad movie that everyone tells me is good. And then I watch it and I hate all of the people who told me it. that's the scariest thing that happens in my life. Like a horror movie? No, any type of movie. But oh. it always happens with horror movies. They're like, you got to check out the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's completely different. It's crazy good. And then I watch it and I go, the people in my life suck. They're terrible. They're terrible at being a human and they're terrible at recommending things to me. Uh, Did you say Get Out? Yeah, get, but Get Out's not a horror. But get Out's a thriller. No, those people are, uh, they're liars. Get Out can is a thriller. You, can I tell you my ranking? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I forgot to bounce the question back to you. Home invasion, scariest, right? Like a murder trying to get you, scariest. Demonic possession, second scariest. Like I saw Hereditary, didn't sleep for a week. Monster movies, like, you know, like Jaws, I guess. Like, you know, there's some creature that's trying to get you. And then aliens. I am not at all afraid of aliens. Aliens honestly seem quite cool. Uh, yeah. Cow mutilations aside, I'm hoping they're taking the meat and using it for something. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. We're, that, we're eating cows. Yeah, they're no different from us. And you get to go on cool ships. Yeah. They jump inside your mind. You have an excuse for the rest of time for any behavior that you do. You're just like, no, I mean, these aliens, they did stuff to my head. Everyone's like, well, you know, do whatever. Go, go mutilate the cow yourself. I don't care. You can yeah. you have a free reign to do whatever you want, buddy. Mars Attacks is one of my favorite movies. I'm not that afraid of home invasions, which I don't know why. Probably just because there's a bunch of people who live at my house and they, if, if push came to shove, I could get away faster than everybody else. So like they'd yeah. have to kill three people before they could get to me and mm. I'd be running up a mountainside. So they wouldn't have no chance. Sure. Um, okay. That was a little <laughs> bit of a sidebar. <laughs> and we're coming back to the original story, which is a five-year-old driver yeah. who wanted to go see a Lamborghini. Okay. So this became national news. Uh, and there was a celebrity car broker. That's a thing. We're going to learn about a lot of things that I didn't know exist that actually do. There's somebody called, or there's somebody whose title is a celebrity car broker. Mm -hmm. His name is Artie Whittington. Sure it and, is. And uh, he's like, this seems like a chill kid who loves Lamborghinis, like more than anybody loves anything on planet Earth. So he, he sees the story and he calls him and his family. And he's like, hey, you know what? I'd love to take you out to this luxury car dealership in Malibu. So he takes him out there. He's sitting in a Ferrari. He's in a Hummer. He's in a Lamborghini. He gets in the, in the Ferrari and he's revving the engine himself. He's like, he's like a good driver now, I think. Yeah. The five-year-old. <laughs> the five-year-old, not the adult. The kid, he's like a stunt doubler. So I don't know. He, he's got to be so advanced at driving right now that I can't even fathom it. Okay. He's like taking a Ferrari 300 miles an hour around these windy mountain roads, presumably. Um, so he goes out there, he has a, he talks with Shaquille O'Neal, NBA Hall of Fame, or he talks with, there's a 19 year old rapper called Lil Pump. Have you heard of this? <laughs> and yes, I said that in like the nerdiest, 
<laughs> Unrat way possible, which is exactly have what Have you heard this guy? Lil Pump. Lil Pump. <laughs> I don't know what that signifies. I'm going to take a guess. We really won't discuss it on air. But uh, so he gets to chat with Lil Pump, who's literally four times his age as a 19-year-old rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope in my mind, these interactions occurred with the five-year-old pulling up in a Ferrari and just being like, hop in, Lil Pump. Come on, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. And he jumps in. He maybe sings him a song, goes on. He, he goes to the home of Jamie Foxx. Like, this kid's on a celebrity tear. Who's more famous than Shaq, Lil Pump, and Jamie Foxx? I did. You finish. And- <laughs> you can name three celebrities more famous than that? No, 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 no. I, I just have thoughts. Oh, okay. That. So TMZ reports on this. And at the end of it, you know, because they're trying to go, we, we want to be responsible. We don't want to go crazy. They talk to uh, the car broker and he's like, you know what? It wasn't all fun and games. I sat the boy, sat the young lad down. I gave him a much needed pep talk, told him he needed to stay in school, listen to his mom. And we sent him home. Okay. So that's, that's where we're currently at. Okay. So give me your thoughts on this so far, Meg, because the story's not done. Uh, I'm finding it problematic in a number of ways. Uh, Well, I'll just call you Scott Pierce from the Salt Lake Tribune, Meg. First and foremost, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, no one (laughs) should be flying anywhere and hanging out with anyone. Okay, go on. This kid should not be going to Jamie Foxx's house. Like, we're not going to each other's houses right now. That's been well established. And I'm not sure that we should be rewarding the child that stole his mother's car and drove it on the freeway. Like that, if my kid did that, my kid would be in so much trouble. And I would hope that society wouldn't be like, ah, nah, it's fine, kid. Don't ever, you know, obey your mom. Go ahead, take the car, go for a joyride on the freeway where you might die. Are you sure that you hate it? Because if your kid did this and got really good at driving, like, I, again, I assume this kid is a fantastic driver now. You would have a driver, Meg. You'd be like a rich person. You go, hey, get out there and get the car ready. I'll be out in 10 minutes. And they're sitting there with a nice cap on. And, oh, get on in. There's a bottle of water and some mints in back. You go, just, just roll the window up. Don't even talk to me. And they drive you to wherever you want, Meg. Mm-hmm. Have you Think seen of Parasite? How much, have I seen what? Parasite. Uh, yes. I hated it. That's a whole other subject. You're going to be mad at me. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. It's a, it's a bad movie. Get your, okay. Say get out. An actual good movie. Yes, I agree. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, what did the Salt Lake Tribune say? Wait, no, no, no. Do you not, uh, do you not want your kid to be your driver? Think of how no, much time No, I don't want my saved. kid to be my driver because they'll end up murdering me. Well, yeah. It's the same concept, though. If you get a Tesla and you have the self-drive feature, what's the difference between the self-drive and a super competent five-year-old driving your vehicle? It's kind of you're putting your hands in the same, you know, same realm, or you're putting your life in the same hands. You're same absolutely can't even say that. not. The five-year-old can't see over the steering wheel. I would trust a five-year-old who's a good driver more than I trust a robot. Right. What did the Salt Lake Tribune say? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Um... Meg, you have a friend at the Salt Lake Tribune. That's what we found out in the last five minutes. His name is Scott Pierce. He's a elderly gentleman, and uh, he sees eye to eye with you because he published an article after this came out, and uh, ooh, not a happy man. He's much angrier than you. He did not want his kids driving himself around. So the title is Scott D. Pierce, colon, 
It's irresponsible for Salt Lake City TV stations to celebrate the five-year-old who stole his family's SUV. So he goes on to kind of write a opinion that echoed a lot of a lot of the things that you were bringing up. There's a lot more in common with you and 65-year-old men than I would have thought, Meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can we start with that? So he he writes this big opinion piece, um, just saying, I can't believe that this is crazy. I don't. I don't like it. Um, it is a legitimate news story, but it's crazy that everybody's coming in here and trying to help out the kid, all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, he, he has a line. He keeps on... <laughs> okay, I'll get to the part where he quotes the... So the original driver of the Lamborghini, which is not Brandon, okay? It's a guy named Jeremy. Yeah, I went to high school with him. I just looked him up on Instagram, and I definitely went to high school with this guy. What are you talking about? I went to high school with everybody in every news story. What? How do you go to high school with everyone in every news story? I don't know, man. It's Provo. Provo is the epicenter of every strange Utah news story. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. They talked to your former high school classmate. Jeremy. Jeremy, who... I mean, it sounds like he's just, seems like he's doing a good turn. Just like, yeah, I'll give this kid a ride. You know, maybe it'll, I can sit him down, give him a pep talk. Everybody's giving this kid a pep talk. He doesn't need any more. He's gotten 50 pep talks in the last week. Okay. Give the kid a break. Uh, he taught, so Scott Pierce quotes this Jeremy guy and the Jeremy guy says, I'm not encouraging kids to go out and take their parents' car and do anything else that's illegal, but I'm absolutely inspired by the principles that he displayed of success. Of what? Knowing, of knowing what, what he wants going after it. The success principles he displayed were magnificent to me. End quote. Chris. Uh, Scott, Scott, what do you think? That's garbage. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That makes me want to barf. That, so I know nothing about this guy, comes off as quite the entrepreneur. Uh, (laughs) That's like my favorite. The second half of the quote is grade A pulled straight out of a self-help book on 15 ways to turn your life around and start a successful business. That, okay? is, that is a LinkedIn garbage post. All that being said, I still, I'm actually digging what the guy did. He went and gave this kid a ride in his Lamborghini. I'm fine. I like that. You know, I'm actually, I, the, the good outweighs the bad in this scenario from, from Jeremy. Um, unfortunately, Scott has to step in because he's way more fired up than either of us. And he follows this quote with, this is Scott speaking now. Seriously? The five-year-old is just a kid and nobody got hurt. But he stole a car, drove it illegally, and endangered a lot of lives. Calling that magnificent is bizarre. Making it part of your fun TV story is irresponsible. Yeah. Meg, I feel like this is coming straight from your brain right now. Okay, and then here's the part. Uh, both stations showed footage of new <laughs> Nevis, Jeremy Nevis, a total stranger to the boy's family, hugging the five-year-old. Nobody wore masks. No social distancing was observed. No coronavirus pandemic to worry about, apparently. Chris. Wait, it goes on. KUTV had a picture of the two hugging and reported that the boy's Lamborghini dreams are now coming true. Then Scott interjects. Isn't that just great? Shouldn't we all be happy? Nope. Okay, well, that writing's a little... 
what the hell was he thinking? What was he doing? Scott, has he ever written anything ever? He's like, is this this? Is this this? Nope. And he doesn't go on to explain it. He's just like, no, no, I actually kind of checked out on this. I thought I was into this subject and I just wanted to bounce out after 200 words. I don't know why I'm still writing. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Okay, turn it in. Editor, publish it. Um, this, okay. I don't care about this story one way or the other, um, as, as is the case with me in most things. I don't know how people can write opinion pieces where they muster up this much outrage. I don't know where Scott's bringing this from. And he's not bringing the high heat, you know? He's just asking questions and saying no immediately and not explaining it. But imagine having to sit at home talking about a five-year-old who took his kids or took his parents' car and then got a Lamborghini ride and hugged some guy in the okay, middle. Okay, but I... I agree. He says, um, you love Scott Pierce. I didn't know this. This is actually quite fascinating. Both Fox 13 and KSL aired video, not just of Nevis driving the boy who was seated into the passenger side of the two seat car, but of him sitting on his sister's lap while Nevis drove them down a public street. That's not only dangerous, it's illegal. And it was a horrible example for any youngster uh, who might have seen these feel-good stories. But responsibility clearly took a backseat to trying to get a few smiles out of something that was so wrong on so many levels. Okay, so, like, the, the wording isn't great, but, yeah, like... Meg, 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 the wording isn't great is the understatement that, of this entire podcast. Yeah, but also his point, I think, is a good one, that... We probably shouldn't be rewarding kids who broke the law in a pretty significant way. I'm going to go the other way and say we should, we should reward everybody who breaks the law, kids or adults, doesn't matter. Go commit a crime, get a ride in somebody's Lamborghini. It's a great world out there. Maybe it would- We do, we do celebrate Linda fairly, <laughs> fairly often on this podcast. I was going to say, who knows more about the celebration of criminals than this very podcast, Meg? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I have one more thought on this. Yeah. And this will be me projecting a stereotype onto the elderly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize. Like the least problematic thing you're going to do this whole podcast. It's definitely the least problematic. I don't like how Scott can... Okay, I've read other Scott Pierce things. And he can do... He can speak out of both sides of his mouth. Because in the instance of this story, he's very mad that these people are sitting on their laps and it's dangerous to drive around like this. And this is, this is illegal and you're not doing this. And yet at the same time, what's the number one age group that always comes to me and goes, oh, you guys think this is dangerous? Have you ever gone back in the day when we used to drive in trucks and we did this and this and this? You can't have both of those things. You can't have been the most dangerous generation at all times. And now you're going, oh, two people sat on their lap in a Lamborghini going three miles an hour down a residential street. This is too dangerous. You can't have both of those things, Meg. You have to choose one of those. Do you want to choose one and go in? I'm down for it. Has he said personally those things? Yeah, I'm sure he has. Okay. All right, let's move on. You would know more than me based on the fact that I think you're a huge Scott Pierce fan. And again, we're, we're finding this out as we're doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a stan. All right. Next subject. Uh, this is from an even deeper past. Because there has been an ongoing smell problem in North Salt Lake, Meg. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And despite our best efforts and the best efforts of the sewer department and state of Utah and just people all over the world, aliens even. I mean, if aliens spent half the time working on sewer problems that they did mutilating cattle, it'd smell great everywhere, especially North Salt Lake. 
you know, food for thought there. Can you imagine like the aliens up in their meeting are like, you know what, let's go do a service project. I've heard that Earth is having some sewer <laughs> problems. Too many people are flushing their tampons. So why don't we just beam on down there, get that figured out for them and call, give ourselves a pat on the back and call ourselves good aliens. I actually think you're onto something. They probably mutilated so many cows that they felt bad. They go, oh, I, we didn't know that this was like not a good thing. You know, where mm -hmm. we're from, it's, it means a completely different thing. So now we're going to have to make up for all of our crimes with some service. And the number one thing is sewer problems, right? What's Again, what's a bigger problem on earth right now than sewer problems, Mick? <laughs> of all the problems on earth right now, sewer <laughs> ranks number one. I think, sewer's about, I think sewer's about one. I think Scott even will agree with us. <laughs> So North Salt Lake, they still, this happened. I should have probably looked at the timetable. I feel like we have been discussing this story for at least a year and a half, maybe two years. Okay. Yeah. Time, I, I have no concept of when, how long ago, was it 10 years? Was it yesterday? Time has no concept in general. On this podcast, it has even less of a concept. We are that Salvador Dali painting with the clocks like melting over branches That's exactly they're like all right episode 413 of this place podcast okay they're talking about there's a smell in north salt Lake. wait a second there's like the okay there's a smell again i swear i've listened to the same podcast 83 times <laughs> so they still they still can't get rid of the smell it's been i mean we've talked about it in the past but it's it's not just a normal smell by all accounts it's a physical being that comes and berates you with its fists and its feet until you just submit and give up and just don't even want to do anything with your life for the rest of time. Okay. That's the smell of North Salt Lake. So now city officials there, they're going, oh, it's gone on long enough. We're going to have to start issuing a fine to this North Salt Lake sewer district mm -hmm. uh, because their treatment plant, they can't get their smells under control. So they're saying they're starting with a, there's a potential to assess fines of $100 per day. Does that sound like a lot to you? That's like something I would get fined, right? No. If you're like a corporation, like a business. I feel like that's fining me 16 cents a day. I'm like, okay, yeah. just find me that for the rest of time. Like if your rent is like a lot of thousands of dollars a month and it's, well, I don't know. I guess it would add up. Okay. I think the point is like, why wouldn't you have something that would spur them to, to, to work faster? If you're like $1,000 a day, $10,000 a day, whatever it is, they'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, all right. So yeah. they go, they, uh, they talk to the, a city official from North Salt Lake and about why they're trying to implement this fine. He says, we hope it doesn't get to that point and the sewer district has given us their commitment that they're going to get it resolved. My expectation is that it will be resolved and it has a solution. We just don't know what the solution is yet. Sure. So Meg, this has been going on for years and years. They're somehow confident that there's a solution that exists somewhere out there in the ether that nobody has been able to grasp, nor is even on the table at this point in time, okay? Mm -hmm. Seems strangely optimistic on the city official side. So let's go to the sewer side because they talked to the GM of the South Davis Sewer District. His name's Dow, which is a cool name, right? He's like, listen, man, we've been doing, we, we're trying, we're trying to do this. And here's some of the quotes from him. He comes off as a, quite the winner. Cost isn't the issue. This is a direct impact on people's lives. This is a real quality of life issue. The people have been very patient. I'm surprised they haven't been down here with torches and pitchforks. And so we need to get it solved and we want to get it solved. So we will spend what it takes. Well, yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good line so far from sure. him. 
Yeah. Besides the fact he's like kind of condoning everybody to just go and riot down at the sewer district. He goes on to say, he believes that there were two separate issues at hand, starting with an unusually nasty penetrating odor from the food waste or biosolids at the South plant. A nasty penetrating odor. Penetrating is not a word I would necessarily use for an odor. And if used for an odor, my mind almost can't comprehend it. Like it's in my body now. Has the, yeah. has the odor come into my body and it's so just going in my bloodstream? Biosolid mean what I think it means? Are there people's flushed tampons in my bloodstream right now, Meg? I think biosolid means poop, right? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, he goes on to say, we've brought in a major consulting firm to assist us. The lead engineer there is literally a certainly nationally, if not world recognized authority on anaerobic digesters. And he hadn't run into it before. So two things, this guy hasn't ran into a penetrating odor until now. Second of all, there's a world recognized authority on anaerobic digesters. How did that person come to be? I love that. I love that there's a world recognized authority. That's baller. Don't you think that that person was born literally in a sewer and grew up there and was just, just they love, knew everything? I love that he like has a passion for it, you know? Like oh. that's, that's a super weird thing to care about, but I'm glad he does because it sounds like we have a, a giant poop storm on our hands. What are the questions that guy gets asked at parties? What do you do, dude? I'm a <laughs> world-recognized... <laughs> Don't you think that like a lot of people have questions about poop? Yes, that's like, those are of the hundred questions I have in my mind. Ninety them, nine of them are poop, and the other one is who is mutilating all those cows. Yeah, but no, but really, like I feel like people are actually very curious about it, but it's not uh, conversations you have in polite society. So I bet like this guy, I bet he's had some really interesting conversations with people. Uh, Meg, I'm offended that you think I don't exist in polite society because again, all I talk about is biosolids and how it relates to me and the people around me. Right. That's true. Uh, the, the sewer guy goes on to say, there's like more problems. There's something called a toxic discharge, which is a second problem <laughs> problem. And he says, it's just bad luck that they, we had these two problems. They're piggybacking on top of one another. So they're not related. They're just like, this two is things that no, they're, <laughs> they're two completely different things, which made me think, what is a toxic discharge that oh. the sewers can't handle? They're like, no, this is too much for us. This is too toxic. It's like on is it a nuclear so I've got movies on my brain today, but remember Ferngully when like the 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 like pollution becomes like this like sticky like and it like crawls and then it like grows in size and it becomes like this like giant black menace like the pollution smart guy. Are you describing the ring? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're in the same movie. Isn't like, it? all I could think about when you're doing the crawling was, I'm just like, Meg is an avid fan of The Ring. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Which yeah. is not a good movie, Meg. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that movie's garbage. Did you see The Ring too? No, I saw The Ring in theaters and I was so saddened by my decisions that I went out of that theater and I was like, I need to make changes with my life. I'm not even joking. Like I were genuinely had a point of self-reflection. Or were, you, 
Or were you just like, this movie's dumb? No, I wasn't. I was so saddened by my decision to sit through two hours of a movie and not having the courage to stand up partially through it and being like, I'm just going to leave. I'm not, this is not entertaining. <laughs> like she's reenacting the scene from Fern Gully over and over. I don't get it. Or Red Fern, whatever the hell that movie's called. I don't, I don't like it. Gully, how dare you? It's Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Red Fern, get out of here. Well, I get when the Red Fern mixed up with Fern Where Gully. the Red Fern, the movie about dogs, you get that mixed up with Fern Gully. You know what's funny? I, this whole time you were describing that scene, I was thinking of the dog movie. <laughs> Get out of here. Fern Gully is incredible. It's with the fairies. They live up in the trees. Robin Williams is somehow involved. And, you know, there's the guys who are cutting down trees and there's smog. And it's very 90s. Fun rewatch. I mean, I'm embarrassed that I confuse these movies, but not as embarrassed as the sewer district because their spokesman goes on to say they're genuinely embarrassed in quotes about the situation the sewer district is embarrassed think of how intense this problem must be again they have a toxic discharge they don't know what to do with and they're embarrassed by the situation oh that makes me sad for them yeah i I am on the sewer side i always have been i always will be uh i feel for them you know yeah the the article ends they go and they enter they just want to pound home how terrible the smell is which we already know It, it penetrates okay we don't need anything else you use one word much better writing than scott pierce okay this i want to give credit why this are, is from, why are this you is going from a ksl this is from a ksl article and it's fantastic writing okay the use of penetrating blew my mind okay it ends with they go and talk to a resident her name's wendy mm-hmm. she's like yeah whenever my kids come over to to visit they always go <laughs> they have like this smug thing oh we can tell when we're close to home because the smell hits us which you can tell just wears at her like just battery acid she can't even take it so she goes on and she gives a quote sometimes it's almost so bad you can taste it no it's just really thick you know it's really bad that's how the article ends this is a hell of an article it's well written okay that's that's a note to end on that's so depressing though a smell so bad you taste it it's penetrated your body it's in your mouth anything you eat tastes like biosolids or toxic discharge or choose whatever you want the point is that's never coming out of you so what are they going to do <laughs> they're confident that a solution exists uh, and it will be reached they just don't know when or how <laughs> little tip guys little tip when i have to clean my drains in my house what i do is i pour baking soda down the drain some white wine vinegar on top of that, gets all nice and foamy. Pour some hot water down the drain. That's gonna fix your problem. Gonna clear is, it right out. Wow, is that a that's like a cool homemaking tip? Why does that burn away so many things? Why does that what? Doesn't that, does that like burn away things? What does it do? It like like just clears it out. Have you ever made a volcano at home? You know, you do like a paper mache volcano, and you put in the baking soda and the vinegar and it goes. It gets all yeah. foamy. That <laughs> yes. like that like moves it it causes some some movement and then the hot water washes it all down meg you'll be shocked to hear i have not made a volcano at home you never did it in school no we couldn't afford stuff like that at at the schools i went to it wasn't provo wasn't this cool place where everybody grows up and has lamborghinis everyone who went to tintview now drives a lamborghini i was gonna say i feel bad for you because like while you have a normal life and like it's going great, you don't have a Lamborghini, which means whenever your classmates see you, they look over at your car and they're like, oh, 
Meg must have fallen on hard times, and they all pity you. Yeah, where's her Lambo? Yeah, it's okay, buddy. I feel you, you know? You're doing, in my eyes, you're doing great. And you know all these yeah. cool tips about how to unclog the sewers. You're doing, you're doing a great job. Maybe, I mean, if they need my advice, they can call me. Meg, what if your ultimate calling is as a sewage consultant, where you charge an exorbitant price to give them the volcano trick? I'd be into that. You could afford a Lamborghini what? if it works. What happened to them testing poop for COVID? Weren't they going to do that? I think that as it turns out, just randomly testing poop in general for COVID might not be as easy as it sounds. Like, it's not like you put a thermometer in a big pool of poo and you're like, huh, yeah, there's a lot of COVID going on. I don't think it's as easy as people assume. <laughs> That's what it was in my mind. They're like, just sticking a little thing into it. Like, oh my, what? <laughs> Well, look at the COVID reading in these people's poo. <laughs> well, it was a good idea. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad they were trying to involve the sewage district. It, it, maybe it was like a fellowship movement. Like these people are down in the dumps. They're embarrassed. Like reach <laughs> out and include them. Include them. They need a morale boost. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. Incredible. Well, don't, don't let your five-year-old drive on the freeway. Or do if you want a cool driver. You got, it's, it's a baptism by fire, okay? You got a, it's a risk-reward proposition. You know the risks going in. You know the reward. You make the decision. Speaking of children, mine are like banging on the office door, so I got to go. Chris, it's been a pleasure as always. Absolutely. I can't wait to do this again. See you next week. Okay, peace.